whatever nightmares the future holds are dreams compared to what's behind them. Welcome back to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. On today's episode, Aaron gets the opportunity to chat with Jared Scott. Now, if you're sitting here going, the name is familiar, not 100% sure. Well, see, Jared Scott, not a musician necessarily, but still played a big role. He's a photographer, and specifically in this episode, Aaron chats with him about his work with a, well, a band we've talked about a little bit on the show, MXPX. Uh, so he's going to get into that in just a few minutes. But first, I thought I'd do some housekeeping. Make sure you go follow us on all of our social medias, at Growing Punk Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. We're also on YouTube. Maybe you're listening to this on YouTube. Who knows? We're available on all your favorite podcast apps as well if you are listening to this on YouTube. And head on over to our website, growingpunkpod.com. There's a number of things that you can do there. You can stay up to date with everything going on. If you uh, want that weekly reminder, you can sign up for our mailing list there. You can also join our Patreon for five bucks a month. You get bonus episodes, bonus content. Uh, so that's that's there on the website, growingpunkpod.com. We've also got our, our merch store. We've got some t-shirts you can buy. Want a picture of us riding a horse? Hey, you can do so by uh, going on over to growingpunkpod.com, clicking on merch, and getting yourself one of those. Other than that, let's get into this interview. It is Aaron and Jared Scott, photographer on Growing Up Punk. We ain't got no place to go. Let's go to the punk rock show. Darling, take me by the hand. Gonna see a punk rock band. There's no use in TV shows. Radio, rodeo, wanna get into the crowd, wanna hit play real loud. So have you have you been a longtime fan of MXPX or did you get into them, you know, in the last kind of ten years or um, you know, what what do you remember about getting into them? Do you like maybe do you have a first album that you first heard or what uh, what kind of hooked you on them? Oh yeah. Uh, so in eighth grade i was sitting in the back of my uh friend's van with him and we were headed to a, a theme park in california with his parents and he had a disc man and i had a disc man and uh i think each of us maybe had one cd uh and after we had both finished listening to our albums we switched and i had uh the first goldfinger record and he had some green and other green and white spiral looking CD. Uh, and I put it on and I think maybe the second or third song, I paused it and tapped him and I was like, what is this? And he handed me the case and it was uh, teenage politics. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. And uh, I couldn't stop listening to it. And by the end of that, uh, car ride i had convinced him to trade cds with me for for keeps so that's when i got into him in uh like 95 yeah yeah i think that's when that came out yeah and uh and then yeah i mean i i fell in love with everything that they did from then on out and uh was definitely a big fan i think it was maybe three or so years later my 
I don't know if it was my sophomore, maybe junior year of high school. I got to see them for the first time. I drove with some friends uh, three hours down to uh, Huntington Beach, California, and watched them play with the hippos. Oh yeah, and that was the first show I ever got to see of them, and and uh, that definitely changed my life. You know, seeing Tom run by uh, run by me and my friends um, while we were. St- standing around waiting, you know, kind of outside the venue. And he like jumped over these picnic tables and sat down next to some people and was talking. And I was like, Oh man, like he's a real person. Then he's just hanging out right over there. Like I could, I could walk up if I had the guts. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. And, and did you kind of like keep following them all, all through their discography or did they kind of come in and out of your kind of musical journey? No, I, I definitely stuck with them. Um, I, I know my uh, interest waned a little bit in those like late kind of middle years. Uh, I don't think I was as – I think it was after Before Everything and After I sort of okay. like I, – I got really into that album for a minute and then kind of lost interest. And then when they kind of disappeared for a moment, like, you know – I, I definitely was always trying to keep an eye out, but then like I remember Panic came out, and one of my friends from where I grew up uh, like sang uh, backing vocals on a couple of those songs, so I was really okay. excited to like get it and check it out. And, yeah, was that Seth? Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Seth and I grew up in in the same town through or same area uh, through like the high school years, and then in high school uh, I played in a band. And we played some shows together okay, uh, awesome. quite o- quite often. So, um, so I had that tie, you know, to like check that out and stuff. And then, um, uh, yeah, then, you know, I, I don't remember exactly how many years it was between Panic and Secret Weapon, but I remember Secret Weapon kind of caught me off guard because I was like, oh, I thought these guys were like, even though I love them and they had been my favorite band for so long. I, I was like, I, I didn't know they were still doing something yeah. like legit. And one of my friends and old bandmates was actually the one that was like, Oh yeah, they have this new album out and it's amazing. And I remember running to Best Buy and grabbing it and being like, Oh God, they're back. So yeah. Yeah. So, they- yeah. So yeah, they definitely had a kind of a, a musical journey, kind of in those those last handful of albums. So yeah, we we just talked about uh, Secret Weapon on, um, or actually I guess in the episode coming out, and yeah, I think it kind of caught you know Panic definitely you know they were kind of a bit more back to their punk roots on Panic and and Secret Weapon just kind of you know placed them in that spot again after you know kind of going a little bit more mainstream, um, you know, with their passing moment and before everything and after, and so. Yeah, it was great to, you know, I love those albums, um, but I think for sure. for many, you know, they were kind of happy to kind of have them back with their bit bit more gritty sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long, yeah, so kind sure. of skipping ahead, like how long have you been shooting for MXPX and how did that um, originally get connected? Like how did, yeah, how did that come about? Um, so I shot my first show uh, in 2007 and it was... Uh, sort of like the tail end or it might have been even their last 
uh, radio or not radio, sorry, record store in store performance uh, that they were doing during Secret Weapon. Um, and I had just re gotten into photography and was stepping more into shooting bands. I'd had an opportunity to shoot like Sherwood and May and uh, a couple other bands over the course of a few months. And then found myself going to Portland with a friend, trying to set up photo shoots and things. And while I was there looking up Portland and Seattle based concerts, uh, I think back then on like Polestar's website or something, okay, yeah. I saw, I saw that MXPX was playing, uh, at, at what I thought was a venue called silver platters in, uh, Seattle. And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, this is a record store. And um, I emailed Seth and was like, hey, I'm up in Portland and I'd love to go shoot this show. Could you reach out to the guys? Uh, and he wrote me back and was like, yep, I emailed them. They said it's a, it's a free record store show uh, and they're totally fine if you want to shoot. So my friend and I drove up and... Uh, I, you know, nervously and anxiously pushed my way towards the front of the crowd in there so I could be in a good spot to shoot and then shot the show. And afterwards, uh, I found their tech, uh, James at the time, uh, and just approached him and I said, Hey man, I, I shot some photos today. How could I, how could I get them to anybody? And he gave me Mike's mom, Michelle's email address. And, uh, that's what started everything. And so what, like, what was the follow up to that? Like, did they respond saying, Hey, we like them or come shoot us again? Or how did that relationship turn from, you know, you just kind of showing up through a connection to, um, actually being their photographer. And what was that first, um, shoot, you know, being their photographer? Yeah. So Michelle wrote me back. She said she loved the images and wanted to put them on their website. I was elated, you know, oh my gosh, my photos are going to be on my favorite band's website. This is amazing. Um, and back then, everything for me was like just trying to f- chase down leads, you know, how do I turn this into an opportunity? And so uh, I think it was a couple months later, maybe end of the summer, they were playing uh, – a little like action sports fest in San Diego. And I lived close to there. So I emailed her and I said, this is happening. Would I be able to get a pass to go shoot it? And she said, absolutely. So I went and I shot that. And, um, right before I got there, she was, she emailed me and said, you know, their tour manager is going to ask you this favor. Uh, they need passport photos. So if you could shoot a passport photo, type image of each of them you know that would be helpful and i was like uh, okay um because at that in-store i didn't really interact with anybody i right. just showed up took some photos so i had a tiny bit of interaction with them and in san diego they um i i want to say tom may 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 have seen the photos that went up on their website and mentioned that and and I got to like, you know, I got access to the stage and got to walk around on the stage while they were playing and shoot. And so um, we didn't like hang out or talk that much. I was still really timid and 
I also remember um, their friend Jordan from Newfound showed up uh, because he lived in San Diego. And so they were hanging out with him backstage. And that made me even more timid oh, that yeah. here's this singer of another band I love. And I didn't want to get in the way. And, um, and so I just, I, I was like, you know, my mindset was do a good job, like take rad photos, make them, you know, make them notice. And so I shot that, sent the photos to Michelle. She loved them again. And uh, a couple months after that, they were playing their first show in their career at this little legendary punk club uh, called Chain Reaction. Oh, yeah. And and I was able to turn that into an opportunity through this blog that I was shooting for. They, they wrote about up-and-coming bands and... <laughs> Somehow I convinced them to let me cover MXPX, who was definitely not an up-and-coming band. Um, and so I got to interview Tom, and then I got to do a photo shoot with the band. And that was like actual interaction and talking and mm. getting them to laugh. And um, and and I definitely hung around that day and, and was like backstage. And I want to say Seth's band played that show, so he was there. And that made it easier, you know, me having a friend. Uh, and um, uh, But it was shortly after that that um, Mike called me. And so that was a weird day, you know, to answer my phone and for him to go, hey, Jared, this is Mike Herrera. And I'm just like, what, 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 you know? And uh, he had a photo that I had taken of him sitting on a couch with an acoustic guitar. And he's like, uh, hey, I wanted to use that picture as uh like a tour uh poster to announce these shows that i'm doing with this new countryside project mm. uh and so you know we talked for a little bit about that and it was coming through southern california and again me looking at opportunities and here's you know the singer of my favorite band this seems like a good opportunity so i just said uh you know when you guys are down here do you guys want to do some stuff together? And he's like, that'd be, that'd be great. So we did a few shows together and, um, and that I think is what really started to open the door. Mm. Like MX came back down to California uh, a month or two after that for some sort of like holiday show at a, a venue in uh, Hollywood. And so I got to go, you know, hang out and shoot that. And, uh, a few months later, I think it was the spring of, uh, 2008. Um, I had pitched to them like, Hey, what if I flew out to the East coast and wrote on, you know, a few shows with you guys and shot some stuff. And they were like, cool. And, uh, <clears throat> I think it was at like a festival that I was hanging and shooting with them in SoCal that they had mentioned. I think I was asking them like what they were up to. And they mentioned, that they were working on a new cover record. And I was like, Oh man, uh, you guys like we, we should do something together and you guys should dress up like all the bands that you're covering. And that should be the CD book. Yeah. And they were like, okay, let's do it. And so that summer, then I got to fly up and shoot that. And that was like, that was crazy that this like funny on the spot idea became, uh, a reality. And here I am, like shooting my first album, album cover, all that kind of stuff, trying to recreate, you know, what I had grown up on. And uh, 
and then it was after that that I pitched, you know, the whole like, can I come on tour with you guys? And so the um, uh, fall of 2008, I went on the, uh, the U.S. leg of the co-headlining tour they did with Lagwagon. Oh man! And uh, and that started. I mean, I think that those things like kind of really started it. Like they had never really had somebody tour with them doing yeah. photography. Just kind of crazy because they've been around yeah. for a long time to not have someone with them. But maybe that wasn't well, as, I, as popular of a thing then. To... It wasn't. Yeah, that's what I learned. Like I had a friend uh, that I had met just a year before and he had just taken off uh, being the photographer for Switchfoot. And so I saw, oh, this is possible. Like here's somebody that I know that's going out with a band today and doing these things. It's not a thing from the past, like some guy who toured with you two forever. Like, right. no, no. Like, and, but social media wasn't a big thing yet. Like yeah. I remember, I, I think I introduced Mike to Twitter. Like I was like, Hey, my friends introduced me to this thing and you should check it out. Um, and so it was really just me trying to like get them more content for their website and to come up with like images that we could you know, make a poster or a t-shirt or something out of just because that was the stuff that I had on my walls growing up. And I wanted to give that to somebody else, yeah. like, you know, and have them be able to put it on their wall or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just kind of fell into that relationship. Like it just snowballed. And then 2008, that tour right after that, they kind of slowed down. And then 2009, I think maybe maybe 2010 was when Yuri was like, I think I'm done. Right. And they did the life in general show. And, um, and so for those next few years that they were kind of on again, off again, like here or there, like I just found like if they came to Southern California for a minute, like, uh, because I live there, I did some stuff or, you know, it was easy to drive to Vegas to do that show. And then a year later when they were going to do it, uh, in Seattle, play life in general again, you know, I, I had been around enough that they were like, Hey, we want to fly you up to shoot this show. And then, um, and then I had been doing stuff with tumble down and then, uh, <clears throat> they were finally finishing that, uh, full length Arthur, uh, album. Oh, yeah. So again, I was just around, you know, in, in their, in their space. So they were like, come, let's shoot all this stuff at like the same time and uh, work on it all at the same time. And then I think that just bled into like 2012 when they did their 20th anniversary shows and they did two in California and two on the West coast or East coast. So by that point, like I had just done enough stuff, sometimes paid stuff. Sometimes it was just me like just going to shoot because it's my friends now and my favorite band still. So why not go shoot? Um, and then, uh, yeah, they just kind of speckled in there until they kind of really started hitting it again in 2017. And they had a, a manager, a new manager at that point. And, um, at the beginning of the year, like I was just kind of doing some stuff with them. And then by the end of 2017, like I was sort of, uh, officially back in like the, the fold. So, 
Yeah, yeah. Just to touch on a few of those things, I yeah, I I loved those pictures that you took in the, the on the cover too. I loved, I like it was it was cool to have the cover, you know, a recreate of the original because that like for me was my first introduction to MXPX was that first on the cover, and uh, like that was like before I even really knew what punk was and. A friend yeah, had right? that tape, and I was just so intrigued by it, and and so it was cool, you know, ten, fifteen, or I guess yeah, fifteen years later to um, to recreate that, yeah, and then to have them, you know, dressed as the bands, like there's some hilarious, hilarious pictures in there, and yeah, yeah that's that's just something unique that that stands out. So good job on that, yeah, and also, man, I wanted to get to those um, life in general um, anniversary shows so bad. I mean, it was just. Too impossible coming yeah, from from right. where I am, but yeah, yeah. What was that like to to be in that room, you know, with those songs that had been out for that was the twentieth anniversary? Is that what it was? Uh, I don't know if it was actually. I just think <clears throat> it was something we had talked about, you know, um, just doing. Like, it's kind of like, why not play this record? Like, this is what you're known for. Yeah. Like, play it you know and and they did that was something they wanted to do and then it just sort of coincided with like we're going to do this but this is also going to be like yuri's last show right okay um and uh so that that show was really i mean it was emotional it was really surreal like i can imagine um just to be there and to to be like man this is going to be really fun but also to know like this is also the end of something like will they carry on will it be the same you know things like that and um but geez dude like that that was still i think my favorite show that i've ever been to yeah um just because from the second they started until the end of playing that album like the entire room was screaming every word and just so energetic and they were so energetic and it being a tiny club like made it so fun you know i mean it was maybe five to seven hundred people or something but it was sold out like i had friends waiting outside the whole night like because it was sort of a venue inside a casino so being outside you were still inside the building right and uh i mean they just my friends stood out there all night because you could still hear it so why not and um it was just like it was it was just the best like i mean so i just uh, i i consider myself really lucky being able you know to to be there because like i said when i when i got introduced to them in junior high like they quickly became my favorite band and so um i always tried to bring that to everything like you said with like the on the cover thing like that was that was the second or third thing that i got of theirs and loved it i mean i i loved some of the songs and i remember listening to it one day and my dad recognizing one of the songs oh yeah educating me on who it was and stuff he's like this is this old worship pastor keith green um (laughs) you know and so i learned oh my gosh like this is you know this connects like me and him to something you know and um and so i i always tried to approach everything like a fan you know where i'm like what would I want to see like from this band instead of like, I think this is cool or I think this is where they're going or I think this is what they should do. I always just looked at it as like, man, if I was a fan and you know, it was easy because I'm like, I am. Yeah. So as a fan, what do I like? 
what do I enjoy from these guys? What do I want more of, you know, and stuff like that. And so that's always just what I tried to bring to people, you know? So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. When I, when I first heard that first on the cover is like, I had no relation to any of those songs. I never heard them before. So to me, it was just like MXPX songs. However, some of the songs were a little bit odd and then, you know, I was a little thrown off. I was like, okay, there's like this really fast punk song. And then, you know, like the song, like, Oh boy, I was like, what is this? Like, this is so, you know, and it wasn't until like 20 years later, I'm sitting in the dentist chair and like take on me or something comes on the radio. And it's like, Oh, that's what this song's supposed to sound like. Okay. (laughs) I just never even thought, I mean, it was just a, I, I didn't have any concept of, you know, how to correlate those two, but anyways, yeah. So MXPX, you know, before COVID, you know, they were doing all these awesome weekends and one-off shows for the last few years and you've been at pretty much all of those. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, I definitely missed a few, but, um, like I said, in 2017, you know, that kicked off their 24 or 25th anniversary and their manager, was like, hey, could you could you maybe go to this show in San Diego? And I was like, yeah, I was going to go to Ventura, but I can go to San Diego too. So I did those shows, and then um, shortly after, I moved out of California out to Chattanooga, and um, then that summer was like their actual like anniversary, and so they were like, we want to have you in Seattle. You know, we want you here. So I flew out and did a couple days there. And then a couple days or a couple months later, they played in Nashville. And obviously that was like two hours away. So I went and did that. And then I think right after that, they did New York and I did not do that. Okay. And I, I'm not sure like they were as pleased with the content that they got. And so I think that sort of like is what helped me kind of get, get brought back in. Like yeah. as like, Hey, this stuff we liked and this, okay, let's, let's make sure, like, let's do what we can to get Jared around again. Yeah. Uh, And, and then, yeah, since then, I think like there's been one or two shows that I've been able to go to, um, on my end, but, um, it was sort of like at the end of 2017, uh, they were rebuilding like an actual crew because they, I mean, it, it had been sort of just like, Oh, we're going to play a couple shows. All right, let's call and see who's available. And, yeah. and then when they got their manager in like, what was that? 2015, 14, somewhere in there. Um, I think he slowly started to piece things together, you know, where he's like, all right, like I want to have uh, somebody actually running things like a tour manager and consistently be there. And then, you know, all right, I want these guitar techs. Like these guys have been to these shows, you know, and then I, I became a part of that. And, and mm-hmm. the, the, the team sort of just came together. Uh, and then we had sort of an operating crew again for all these weekend shows of like Andy doing front of house. And, um, we had, uh, uh, Brent doing like tour managing and myself doing, um, photo, and then we either had uh, Trevor or uh, Brad uh, teching. And so it just sort of became this like rhythm. And I think everybody saw how like, even though it was only uh, a weekend once a month or once every couple months, having the band and crew consistently together just sure. like built yep. this built this rhythm for everybody and stuff. So, yeah. 
It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. What was that experience like? You know, being included in that, especially you know after that time away. You know, there's kind of more hype with the band, especially because they're only you know playing select places, and and it's the original lineup. You know, Yuri's back again, which is amazing. That's yep. that's so cool that that all that 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 all worked out. And yeah, how how was that experience? You know, just being in the rooms and being a part of that, and um, yeah, yeah. It, it's always been it's always been awesome. It's, it's definitely not lost on me. Um, I mean, there are times doing things in the music scene where it gets old and it's just going through the motions and things, but, and, and I, I mean, honestly, sometimes even backstage or whatever, it can feel like that. But the second they get on stage, um, instantly transported and reminded like, this is, this is such an honor to like, I know it's not like, you know, Bruce Springsteen or whatever, but it's in better. our, in our world, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in our world, it's, it is, you know, it's, it's something different and it's special. And I try to remind myself that, and I try not to downplay it. I try not to be like, Oh, well, I'm not shooting you too. So, you know, it's like, dude, it doesn't matter. I don't care about you two the same way. So who cares? Um, and so it, it's been rad. Like it's been really cool these last few years. Like, everybody's just really excited when we go and do shows and everyone's really like happy to see each other and spend time mm-hmm. together. And, and the fact that the crew's spread out around the country a little bit too, I think plays into that. And like, you know, Mike having moved a few years ago too, right. like it, it was really fun that like we weren't constantly on the road and just like kind of bummed out middle America on, the, on a weeknight, you know, at a show that's not drawing. Like it was fun to just, get somewhere on a weekend and get to hang out and then head out, go home and do it again a month later. Mm -hmm. And so everyone was just really happy all the time. Like everyone was really excited to spend time together and everyone worked really hard for the weekend and everyone's helping each other out. And so it was, it was definitely an honor to like be a part of that. Not just like, Oh, I guess we'll bring him around or, Oh, I guess like we'll let him, you know, come and, and shoot or whatever. It was like, no, no, like we're, we're going to fly him across the country to come shoot this instead of having someone in town shoot it. Or yeah. no, we're going to, we're going to fly to the other side of the world with him for one show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you went to Japan or something with them. No, I, yeah. uh, I did, I didn't do those ones. I oh, okay. went to Indonesia. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What was that experience? Like, that's crazy. Oh, uh, it was an awesome show and a really cool experience, but all of us were like, did we just spend four days flying to be in this country for like one and a half days? Yeah, that happened. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we all wished it could have been a little longer or, or piggybacked on some other things, but uh, still, it was an amazing experience. It was really fun. Yeah. If you had to pick one standout show from these kind of return to, to form for them from the last few years, uh, what show would that be? Hmm. Or do they all? Um, no, no. I mean, there's there's probably different things. Like, um, I probably like certain shows because i'm like oh man the lighting was really great and the crowd seemed into it so they seemed into it so i got my favorite photos um but honestly one of my favorite shows is the last show that we did together before covid hit um we were in san antonio and they played a really small kind of punk club called the paper tiger and 
that place did not have good lighting. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to have to shoot with flash and uh, there's no barricade. So I have to be on the stage or maybe I can, I always try if there are uh, MX fans that I know or loosely know in the crowd and it's a show that doesn't have a pit, I'll approach them right before the band gets on stage I'll like run out on the stage and crouch down and say, Hey, uh, at some point, either right now for two or three songs or later on in the show, can I come hop in here with you guys? Is that okay? And every time all those fans are always so, so kind, um, to make space and to let me, you know, it intrude for a few minutes. Mm, Um, awesome. And, uh, and so there were a few of those fans that had flown into San Antonio for that show so I was able to ask them and yeah, they were gracious and let me hop in for a few songs and then help me hop out and stuff. And th- those fans always keep me safe, which is really nice. Um, but that show was just like, I mean, the band was into it and was having a great time, but it just felt like the old punk shows, like again, having no barricade, like right. people were climbing up on stage and crowd surfing and, and stage diving and, and the band was just super energetic the whole night. It was, it was, it, yeah, it was just so much fun. Yeah, man, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I was at, so I was at the two uh, Calgary shows that they did. So the only Canadian ones, and I was a little disappointed that uh, that you weren't there. Yeah, that I think was pre two thousand seventeen, right? Um, I think it was maybe sixteen. Oh no, I don't feel like it was that long ago. Like it was, it was what like since they've kind of come back to do these one-off shows. Yeah, they were doing, so in 2015, they did three nights in Hollywood where they played songs off all right. those different records. Yeah. And then I think in 2016 or so might've been some more of those like Chicago and Calgary and things like that. Uh, that at least if memory serves me because yeah, it could have been. Don't, I don't remember Canada ever coming across my plate and me saying no other than um, this last, I think it was last September they played in uh, Canada. They played a little festival with the offspring. Oh yeah. Montreal, I think. Yeah. And I did not go to that show because uh, I had a kid born. So I stuck it. (laughs) I stayed at home for that instead. Good choice. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, no. Well, I apologize and I will get back to Canada with them someday. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. I, just, I just felt grateful that they, I mean, Calgary is eight hours away from me. Um, I mean, it was definitely worth the drive up and I was just glad that it was, you know, somewhere decently close because most bands, you know, either just go up to Vancouver, BC or on the East Coast, they, you know, just do Toronto, Montreal, you know, kind of those bigger yeah, cities. Right, and right. Um, which yep. makes sense because you can just kind of drive up from the state underneath, whereas... There's not as much over here, but so on these yeah. shows, they've, they've had some awesome openers. I'm, I'm curious what's been uh, your favorite opening band that they've had on these shows. Uh, well, most of the shows that I do is either like slick shoes or five iron frenzy. Um, I'm trying to think uh, a couple of the shows we recently did. They had teenage bottle rocket and that right. was fun, but I mean, for me, I mean, I grew up on Slick Shoes and I yeah, grew up so on good. Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. So uh, anytime those guys and gal open, 
um, it is always a treat because, you know, here are more friends. So, um, but I will say like getting uh, five iron has been more often. So I definitely have been treated to that more. Mm. So it is a little bit of a bonus when it's slick shoes because they haven't been as many shows. Right. So that's probably my favorite just because I don't get to see it as often. Yeah, man, I would have loved that too. Yeah, that was one of the disappointing things with Calgary is they didn't bring any openers with them. There was just a few locals each night. Yeah, um, right. Which, well, you know, it's probably a bit harder to get bands across the border or yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's, it's so hard seeing these shows in the States. Yeah, with Slick Shoes, Five Iron, Dogwood, uh, Masked Intruder, like all these bands that like I would love, yeah. love to see. You know, some of them I have, you know, I saw years and years ago, but... Um, yeah. So for a band like MXPX, who's been around for so long and has so many sing-alongs in their songs, how much does the crowd response impact the photography for them or, or does it? Uh, I think it can, because I mean, the, you know, bands always play off the crowd. Um, and so if a crowd is not into it, uh, which I saw a lot when I was starting out, uh, in the LA area, because LA is just such a hard market. Like people are way too cool to get into shows there. And so, you know, a band who's doing really well on a record can come to town and just have an off night because the crowd just won't give them anything. Yeah. So, um, so I definitely think it plays a big role. And, um, what's been really fun these last couple of years is like when the guys, you know, put out their new newest record, the self titled, um, they they started right out of the gate putting four or or some nights five new songs in the set from the new record and people went just as nuts for those songs as they did the old favorites wow. and so so i think the guys were always surprised and you know that made them have more fun and made them play harder and things like that so uh yeah definitely plays a big factor i mean they're all professionals and they know how to still play and have fun and do, do the work. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely tell it's on another level when the, when the crowd's into it. Mm, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, cause sometimes on shots, you know, you'll take it from kind of the back of the room and you have the whole crowd in there. And then sometimes, you know, it's right up front where you, you know, you can really see the fans reaction. And I just always love that. It just adds so much, you know, energy to the picture when it's not just the band playing because they're probably going to have energy for, because they're playing. But to, to see the fans' reaction, yep. that yeah. that always adds so much to to a photo. Um, yeah, yeah. You just want to give context. You know, sometimes like I guess in my later in my early years, it was always just about shooting the band. And then as I grew a little bit, or I'd like to think I've grown a little bit, um, you know, it's about telling a story. You know, and so you want to tell that story from different perspectives and yeah, angles sure. and stuff to show the size and to show the time and to show the energy and, you know, who's there and, and how they're reacting and enjoying and feeling the show. So, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure there's been a, a lot of, you know, surreal moments shooting for them, like you've mentioned. If you had to pick one moment that stands out above the rest, um, what would it be and why? Oh man, surreal. Um, one was, uh, that life in general show in Vegas. Um, we were, uh, they were finishing getting ready to start sound check and 
Mike and Tom were on stage and for some reason Tom wasn't in the room and they were waiting a few minutes and uh, they said something and I was like, uh, I-, I can help sound check for a minute. And they're like, all right. And so I got to hop up oh, awesome. on stage and yeah. And I mean, my, my nervousness took over. And so I, I played even worse than I would <laughs> if I was, you know, but I, I mean, that just felt surreal to be like trying to play a song with Mike and, uh, and Yuri. Um, and then, uh, at their Seattle one of the life in generals, uh, end of the night, one of the last songs, the, uh, I, I'm so bad at track names, but the, uh, I think it's destroyed by you. Uh, at the end of the song, you know, it has the na, 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 oh, yeah. na, um, on one of the last ones, I, uh, I, leaned over to Tom's microphone with him and surprised him and just started singing into it with him and half expected him to like push me to like get out of here. But he was just like super glad to have me sing. Uh, and actually that reminds me the most surreal was, uh, at their 25th anniversary weekend. Um, they did a karaoke night at a bar where they were the band and people sang their songs with them. And uh, halfway through the set, Chris, their uh, other guitar player, went over to the other guys, and then they like kind of secretly talked for a second. And then Mike was like, "All right, coming to stage next is uh, actually our photographer." And I was like, oh, "What?" And uh, so I got up on stage and I sang my life story with them, and that that was really surreal oh, to man. sing the whole song and to be up like dancing on stage with them for a few minutes and just kind of kidding around with them and uh that that was weird that was that was fun i was like i don't think young high school or junior high me would have ever believed that but that happened so (laughs) yeah that's awesome that's such a cool idea to have them so like they would fans could just come up and be like i want to play this one or did they have a set of like here's 25 songs you can pick from kind of thing and I think uh, I think it was like a uh, submission thing that people had done oh, okay. beforehand. Like, like not like they they auditioned, but like, right. I think I think certain people knew about it and had sub- like submitted. Like, hey, I want to do this, do that, do whatever. Yeah. yeah. So That'd be... I think they did like ten or twelve people, but it was awesome. It was so fun. Yeah, that, man. I don't even know what song I would pick if I had that chance to do it. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. If they do it again and you're there, someone just picks for you. That's the nice yeah, thing. You're yeah. like, uh, okay. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Cool. Well, to wrap things up, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. I'd love to hear what your top five MXPX albums are. Ooh. You're a longtime fan. This shouldn't be too hard for yeah, you. Yeah, no, not <laughs> at all. So let's see. Uh, obviously, Life in General is number one for me. Um, just meant a lot to me when I got it. Yeah. And, spend time with it um ever passing moment is number two i just i love that record i think it's amazing um slowly is probably number three for me um again just nostalgic and some of the songs that i maybe didn't like back in the day which would have pushed that album lower i've actually come to really love later on in life so um I'd probably put self-titled at number four. Um, I think this new record is fantastic. And the only reason I don't put it higher is 
the others I think just carry more nostalgic weight right, for yeah. me. Um, but I think the songwriting on this new record and the songs themselves are just fantastic. Guys did an amazing job. Um, number five, that's that's the hard one. Um, there's a lot to pick from. There's like 15 albums I could take that number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, tonight, I, I would say I put before everything and after on there. Oh wow! Um, that again was just a record that it, yeah, it came to me at a weird time in life, and uh, it it meant a lot. I, I spent a lot of time with that record. So yeah, well, that's the thing about music; it's not necessarily you know always the fan favorites or even the best right. musically. A lot kind of goes with you know, what you're going through or the experience you have with it, and. I mean, I've got lots of albums like that where it's, you know, probably not the band's, you know, most acclaimed album, but, you know, it stands out for for different reasons. So, no, it's awesome. I I just, I I always love asking, you know, longtime MXPX fans that, especially, you know, someone that's had a relationship with the band. And, uh, you know, there's kind of the given ones, you know, with life in general and and, uh, Buffalo and some of those. But I always like hearing kind of what, what some of those other ones are, so... But uh, yep. awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time and uh, just sharing your experience. We'll, we'll have you on again some other time to talk about some of the other experiences you've had um, doing photography sure. for bands. But um, yeah, this will be an, an awesome part to kind of our series on MXPX that we're doing on the podcast. So thanks so much for adding to it. Uh, yeah, we're really, really excited to have you on. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It was a blast. This one here is our booty. You want to get to him? You go through us!